Welcome everybody to Exact Show. I'm here with Brian, Dan, the best dressed man in the DC land. He wears a suit and tie. Um, I don't know why, but whatever. And then Eric, and we got our special guest tonight, uh, someone we saw at a Ren Thomas's benefit concert, um, and he performed there. And we just were in awe of how entertaining he was. Uh, we reached out to him, uh, the one, the only, uh, Googie. How you doing, buddy? Great, man. I'm great. Thanks for having me. No, it, it is our pleasure. Um, you were extremely entertaining at the benefit, um, so we just wanted to talk to you, and it's we want to be enlightened by how you have your vibe. You have your, you know, you're, you're so eccentric and just entertaining. So before we get into all that stuff, because I know we're at, we're willing to ask a hundred questions if you got the time. Uh, how did you get into music in general, whether it's rap or I know you got like a jazz feel in some of your stuff. So just uh, get into your background, man. I uh, my brother I had an older brother. And uh, he was, like, heavy in the hip-hop scene. Like, he was, like, a breakdancing, like, graffiti head. So, like, naturally, I just, like, followed what he did. But then uh, once I was, like, chilling with his friends and stuff, and they were playing, like, KRS and, like, a bunch of Mob Deep stuff. And, like, once I heard that, I was just, like, I don't know. I was just, like, in love with hip-hop. So from there, I just started writing, like, things, like, here and there. When I said, so I was about, like, in high school. And then I started, like, kind of taking it seriously. Because I was, like, rap little things. And all my friends were, like, yeah, you're kind of good, dude. Like, we should keep going. So I kept rapping. And then um, once I got into college is when um, I started a rap group with, uh, with three other dudes. And we started, like, it was at a Hofstra in Long Island. Nice, and, yeah. Yeah, we did a bunch of, um, we did, like, a bunch of openings for, like, MCs. We, like, opened for Talib, for, like, Lupe Fiasco. Wow. Stuff. Like, we won all of the competitions and stuff. So we were clicking. It was, doing, it was going well. And then I guess we all graduated. And... A few of them didn't want to do, like, music anymore. So I kind of just started doing solo stuff. And then from there, it was just, like, kind of on my own, just grinding out. But, yeah. That's pretty cutthroat, though, the music business in general. Let's be honest. Like, not a lot of people punch through and make it. So, like, did you blame them? Did you hold it against them? I mean, you just won competitions with Lupe, who I consider one of the best lyricists of all right. time. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey. I was, at the time, I, I felt some type of way. But, like, looking back at it, like, I understand fully. Like, right. you know, it just is what it is. Like, you got to get your money. You got to just, like, there's just stability in everything else right. besides the music industry. Right. So, like, if you really want it, then go ahead, go get it. But it's it's tough, you know. It's not, like, it's not guaranteed. And it's not even, like, even if you're doing, a, like, okay, it's not enough to, like, sustain, like, a right. house. But, like, you can't, right. like, buy a house with, like, mm -hmm. indie rap money, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to an Airbnb, maybe, but like, <laughs> bro, like, trust me, Googie. I know this isn't my full time job or anyone's here. Right. This is my hobby. Right? Yeah. I'm <laughs> no, but um, going back to that, I always find it fascinating because I like for me and Brian up here. The eight mile boom is what got us in the hip hop. Yeah. I mean, being white—that's shocking, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm changed the game. It's, it's yeah. So like, we walked out of that, and I was like, I, I think I can battle rap, but like, we were horrible at it at first. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some of these people we talked to, like what you're just saying, it feels like someone like you just picked up a mic and was like, "Yeah, I'm winning competitions." Did you ever go through the horribleness of like just? <laughs> Thinking it was good and the horrible bars you wrote, like, I'll dispense this shit like Pez. Like, oh, God, that's horrible. No, no, that's why. Like, so my version of that, I would say, is just, like, me, like, rapping about, like, stuff that I wasn't doing or just, like, 
just like classic misogynistic like <laughs> dumb shit you know like, yeah. like that i wasn't really about and then right. so like once i started getting like a little more tenured then i was like i, I don't have to write about this like just to prove that i'm a, like a rapper you know right trying to get lost in that kind of like, <clears throat> like ideology and like philosophy like oh this is what it's supposed to be and you kind of become that and it's hard to break away from yeah. that kind of rap and then just being like oh, i want to do something of like i want to tell stories and i want to have shit of substance and so it's like it just becomes different you know yeah. but, right. how did it take you to find like your own like flow and stuff too because like that's the other like really unique thing that you have like compared to like anybody else that we've interviewed i would say just like i listen to buster rhymes ludicrous yeah, and, like, and like i mean Nas and everyone else really but just like i like really listen to like buster and mm -hmm. like I just repeated his shit over and over and over and over mm -hmm. until I could rap as fast as he could. Like I could do like karaoke of his stuff. And then I was like, okay, let me start writing my own bars. And then I just like correlated those two. So mm -hmm. that was that. But then like singing wise, I listened to Mad R&B growing up. So like there's like, you know, this song structure in that wave that, that plays as well. And then just like overall just punchlines and stuff. Like that was the era with like Fabulous and like <laughs> that kind of stuff. So I was like, it's all that together. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm so what, happy you brought up Fab. I'm sorry. I'm so happy you brought up Fab just because uh, to me, he's one of the greatest rappers of all time. And I feel like he does not get his due, even though he's still relevant. I right. feel like as far as multis and punchlines, this yeah. dude is like the one of the best of all time. And his girl songs, he never dumbed it down. Right. That's the one main thing about his girl songs. Yeah. Like him, he could put out Can't Let You Go, could put out all these songs, and he had the punchlines. I don't want to get into Fab here, but I'll, I'll, I'll pass this to Eric. Yeah, I was going to say, when you when you made that transition from like the misogynistic, you know, typical what people consider rap is to your style, was it received well at first? Because, you know, storytelling, kind of being funny and whatnot. Right. I I definitely, there was never a moment where like anyone was like, oh, you're not doing that old style. Like, you should mm. keep doing that. It was more like, if they liked it, then they were like, oh, I like when you, like, spit a lot of punchlines. But, like, this new stuff is, like, definitely, like, more, like, I guess, I don't want to say smarter, but just, like, like, more cohesive and, like, less about, like, me just rapping and more mm. about making a solid album or just, like, a solid piece of work. So that was, that's what people said from it, like, as far as, like, oh, I like that old Googie. Like, it's, it was more, like, all that this this I, I love your old stuff but this new stuff is like is really like powerful you know like so it's like okay yeah yeah it, it's interesting because i've shown like a lot of guests that we have on here i've showed friends uh their music and what do you think of this guy you know it's like if it's like a, a rapper that goes hard people are like i like this i like this but your every time i showed your music to somebody uh men women whatnot they just smile and say, I like this. And they go, I, I like this. What's his name? What, he's on Spotify? Is it? I'm like, yeah, here you go. Like, people just, it's just a vibe, man. Like, it's just a great vibe. Nah, it's addicting. Sure. Yeah. I try, to, I try to manifest that, like, naturally. Like, you know, when I'm walking, if you know me, if you, like, chill with me, if you kick it with me, like, I'm the same person, which is, like, kind of interesting. I, I see a lot, like, I've met a lot of MCs over my, like, over time. And, like, what they say and how they act on the record it's not necessarily how they are. Like, they're like super introverted, don't speak at all, like kind of dudes, but then like on a microphone, they're like supermen. So it's like, it's interesting for me. It was always like, I tried to match the human with the actual artist. Mm -hmm. And then like, so if you chill with me, it's like, if you hear my music, you're like, this guy sounds like a cool dude. But if you chill with me and you're like, oh, you make music? 
I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think it's. I'm probably gonna smile if I if I listen to your music just yeah. going off of you know opinion. Mm -hmm. so, I could I could say from experience I'm equally as cool in person, Googie, yeah, as I am on this show. <laughs> 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 no, but to touch on and Eric, Eric's been pushing your stuff like a validate or dodge for him. He yeah. is one of your biggest fans since. Yeah. Show. If you need a manager, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he, if you wanted to hop off right now, we wouldn't blame you. <laughs> now, let me, let me ask you this. Have you ever been approached for record deals or anything at all? Because that this is the thing. The reason why I ask that is not only with your ability to rap, like you're very good and you're entertaining, but just um, seeing you at the show, like your performance, your energy, it captivates the crowd. Like you're Everyone able stops. to... Yeah. Like, st yeah, you stopped everyone and yeah. had them looking right at you like, okay, yeah. watch this guy, you know, and that's not something that's very common because everybody can rap, but that's the shit that sets you apart. And when I see something like that, I'm like, yo, how's this guy not signed and huge? Like, yeah, there's a, there's, that's always the question. Like if some if I'm like randomly doing a show in a place where no one knows me, they're like, how, like, are, were, you, were you signed? Like, how are you not signed? And so like, I guess back in the day, like earlier when it was like, I guess like circa 2005 in that time and space, that was big for people wanting to like be signed. Mm -hmm. like, there was like labels looking for people and it was like, but it was kind of the end of that. So right. like, and initially I got a lot of offers, but I was young and I knew that I was like, this is perfect for them to manipulate and like take advantage of me. So I was super weary about anyone who came up to me. So I was like, I just like the classic story. I was like, yo, I'm not going to get diddy. I'm not going to get like, you know what I mean? Baby, you know, like, I'm just like, yeah. I got to sign this random ass contract and then be stuck with somebody forever. So yeah. there were opportunities, but none of them were as lucrative as like, you know, something like maybe like a Def Jam, like right. coming through and being like that. So from there, I started doing like, like independent shows and started booking my own stuff, started doing my own thing. So then that's kind of when that wave, like the Chance the Rapper wave came. Yeah. You can do this independently without right. any label, without anything. You just need to just go hard with a solid team. And so I, I kind of, I enjoyed that kind of um, avenue as far as like what I was going to try to do. And that's where I chose to go. And like, honestly, I, I'd rather have, I'd rather do anything independently full force than to be in the pocket of a label. Yeah. Right. You touch on that year too, which is very interesting. Oh five, oh six. You can mark that, and we're going back here. Like you can mark that as Papoose was yeah. the last one to sign that big deal, and right. people saw like it was like, what the fuck happened to Papoose? Right. And right. he kind of got as as Budden said in Who Killed Hip Hop, inking with Jive, then getting Jive. There Papoose, Papoose and Clubs or whatever he said. But like, yeah, we we know our Budden here, Googie. So 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 like you look at that like area, and that's around the time you started to see why do we need to sign here that Papoose era. So exactly. that's yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a perfect example. Like the person, him and like Saigon were, <laughs> two, yep. were like super popular at that time got all this crazy contracts like like the craziest contracts we've ever seen you know like and mm -hmm. then just never drop an album right it's like so that's a thing like then being on a label i guess like if you're talking about money then okay cool that's great get signed get a bag and you know enjoy it but if you're talking about like longevity if you want like yeah. music to come out if you want like papoose and you know, Saigon do not make music anymore. Like, that's right. crazy. Like, those are monster MCs who can outspit anyone. 
and they're not making anything. Well, thank God, though. I think Saigon just signed with Strange. Right. I, I, thi- I think. Like an interview on Drink Champs. So right. I, was like, I know his name's circulating again. but Right. So, like, good for him. But God forbid, like, thank God, like, someone like Tech. We've interviewed, like, a few strange music artists, actually. And, like, thank God for Tech. I think he sees the light in the people. And, like, he actually goes out of his way to get these guys some fucking notoriety. Yeah, no. Nah, Tech Nine, you're speaking of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's... he's <clears throat> Like, you know, put, like, leg deep in the indie right. scene and then always trying to help, you know, right. like, any upcoming MC. If you can spit any bar, like, you put two bars together that are solid, he'll, he'll fuck with you, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing because a lot of motherfuckers won't. I, I just, one more thing uh, before I, 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 like, I don't f- want to feel like I'm cutting people up, but, like, you said, like, you started to rap in a way that you felt like rappers should rap when you started. I think everyone fell into that shit. Like, you're rapping about girls or yeah. fucking guns, and, like, it was weird being white kids from the suburbs, me and Brian, like, saying, like, my, my fucking Glock, not, it's like, we don't do that shit. <laughs> I, was, I was fucking playing with Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, but I was just in it, you know, and I just like, I loved like, you know, cash money and juvenile and like, yeah, like everything, like just, just, and especially being in the city area, like, I, like, I don't, there's no guns out here, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's like, I mean, in like New York, there is, but like in Jersey, for the most part, it's like, it's all rural towns. I got like people who got like you know gun licenses. It's not like Uzi's <laughs> like, on the street like going off. I gotta like duck for cover all day. Like it was just different. But it's the, it, like that's just what rap is. Right. And if you don't know, you know what it's really like, what it means. Well, and it's interesting because Ransom recently released a bunch of stuff, director's cut and all that. And he actually said, like, trying to, I actually wrote it because you said this, trying to find out who you are, just eliminate who you're not. And I like, I, I find that like so fucking whimsical, man. Like, just you spend all this time, like, figuring out who you are. And like, how about you start with just like knocking out who you're not, you know? Right. So like, it makes so much sense with what you're yeah, saying, man. It makes easy and it makes it easier to write. Because you're just like, mm-hmm. like there's so many times where I like, like anything that is a gun will rhyme with the preceding bar. So I could say any, like any name one gun and right there, I can do something that's there. But like, it's cheat. Like it's like it's the it's a cheat code. It's like easy. It's like yes, yeah. I'm not gonna rap about that, and I'll kind of sound hard. And if you don't know me, then you'll respect it in some way, I guess. But you know, like I don't know. It's just. People who who go out of you know the pocket impress me more than anyone who stayed in and d- and did it well. Like even if you know the best of them who are just doing like I'd say like a, like a Rock Marciano or like the Griselda Cats, like they're amazing, but they're not anything that I have heard before. Right. It's not yeah. like that's like super 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 original. It just is gangster shit. Right. Right. Certified and it's done well. And I think, and I think it's a a play on the what the game's been missing in a sense. Right, right. Like there, there hasn't been anyone like a Benny the Butcher or Conway in a long time. That's well, that's, that's, it's that's coming full circle. That's the thing. Right, right. That's, that's broken. That's, through. It started there, and then we went to the the Kid Cudi's, the Takashi Six Nine, Lil Pump, and all them, and now it's coming back around. Right. Like, there was, there was the musical. <laughs> those are the super like harmonizing musical aspect of hip-hop like of popular hip-hop and then so now it's like literally coming together to the point where like the Griselda team is like definitively in the like in the pocket right now like they're 
they're hip hop. Like they're popular gangster hip hop, and it's transcending. But like besides that, like they can't. It, it'll never cross over mainstream mainstream. Right. But, um, for the it's doing as well as it can for what it is, you know. Like yeah, you got and and it's come back. T Pain. Yeah, I I would love T Pain to come back. Absolutely. That dude is magical. Yes, he is. Yo, have you ever seen have, have you ever seen him sing straight up without any auto tune? Yeah, yeah, like, 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 yo, he's crazy talented. Like hey, bro, and he can rap. He can sing. Yeah. His spit is that he has this one song on like the first album. It's like it's called like Carnival or like Circus. And he's just like double timing. And it's like a like my boy put me onto it. It's like, you ever heard T Pain spit? I was like, nah, bro, this guy can't rap. And I heard that show, I was like, yo, this dude's a problem, bro. Like, wow, impressive. Like, Googie, we're older dudes um, in general. Like, and we came up with, like, you had to prove yourself in a cipher and stuff. And I always ask this. And I know people always give the same response, the politically correct response. If you want to do that, fine. That's the, I'm not judging. But if you don't, I'm all for it. it. Now, like, when we had to grow up and you were rapping and in, in fucking parties and cypher. Oh, you said you rapped. If you came out and you were like, yo, I You had to be real. You had to prove it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you had to spit a 16. Like, and I feel like a lot of these dudes today don't even know what a cypher is or whatnot. The ones who broke through the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, Does that yeah. at all bother you? Like, being, like, someone who came up and, like, had to prove themselves and some fucking little cheese ball just makes it? Just, I, there's just a level of it, like, I could look at it both ways. I could look at it like, okay, well, I'm like bitter and like, fuck these little kids who don't know anything about history. Cause I did my homework. Like I was studying like MCs, like albums full through and through, like deep cuts, going in, like understanding rap styles and all this shit and like being encompassed by it as opposed to just like being encompassed by the culture that's around me. Like, see, I live in the hood, right? I'm gonna love hip hop and I'm gonna love whatever I'm hearing. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, super bars, like, bar-worthy mm. shit. Like, if I hear little Uzi Vert and all my homies are knocking a little Uzi Vert, this is the God right now, you know? Like, so it, it's a different feeling. Mm. For me, it was legit. You, got to, you had to pay dues. You had to, you know, listen to all the shit. You had to know, you know, your, your home. You had to know your history. You had to know, you know, different aspects of hip-hop. And then you start getting into, like, okay, this is, you know, my shit. But, like, I'm not gonna get mad at like you know people coming up regardless of how they did. I'll just like I just know what is a student of hip hop and what is like certified hip hop to me, and what is just you know like hip hop music in the grand scheme of popular music, like as a genre that's crossed over as the greatest you know music genre out now. You know, so there comes that part of it. Like it's not only like this underground level of music anymore it's not like the streets it's not like this visceral feeling as much as it used to be now there's levels of you know you know bubblegum shit that's popping so it's playing in it you know what i mean like and so you got to play like just because it's there's bubblegum to it doesn't mean that it's trash necessarily you know yeah i think more of what scott is getting at is like he feels and, and i i kind of agree with him it's more like we want the people like, let's say, Joe Budden to be more recognized for his music rather than his personality. Like, like he's got bars. And it's like, if you listen to the songs that he makes, you're like, yo, how is this not crossing over to the mainstream? But then you also got to remember that the mainstream is not about education. It's not about teaching history. It's, it's about 
whatever's stupid right now, and can we get people to dance to it, and like we'll get a new one next week. Cash grab, cash grab, cash yeah. grab. You know, yeah. it's mostly what what is gonna dance with. But you have certain artists who can break through and cross over, like Hendrick, like a J Cole. That there's there there's been substance. You know, they're doing some some solid solid shit for hip hop, and they're making money on it at the same time. Um, they're not making as much money as a Drake, but you know. But you said certain artists could break through. You being experienced in like dealing with some people, why can't they break through? Like I, I, I put this on. I know I sound like a broken record, Google, but like I put this on a lot of people in charge. Like if the DJs wanted to break them through, they can, right? Like why is it so difficult? Like is it is it advertisements, money involved? I think, I think it's, it's an amalgam of all that. Like it's like literally like. Some people are just assholes, and they're not easy to work with. You know, okay. like, like yeah. this is that level. Like, so if you start working with people, like people are divas, and then they're like, "Nah, you don't want to work." Like, no matter how dope they are, it's like I don't want to work with this person. So like, Lupe got into a lot of trouble, right? Because, you know, he was just like not that he was a diva, but he was just like hard to work with, and that's just what it was. So he's not going to get on the same level as someone who's like playing the game. Like Takashi just played the game. You know what I mean? He was like, I'm just going to do everything you want me to do. Just tell me what it is. I will do it. Yes, I'll put a woman's face on me. I'll put a woman's body. The inner superimposed the whole thing. Let's do whatever you need to do. I'll get hit in the face by a beach ball, whatever. And I'll do it. And other people won't. And so, like, it's, it's that mixed with, like, you know, marketing teams and, you know, the actual substance, like, if you got one song, but if you got five songs, you know what I mean? You might have rock with that one artist who got the five as opposed to the one, you know, who has that one string. That's kind of like the metaphor of like selling your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole thing of like, are you going to compromise your morals, your values in order to get paid? And some people are more willing to do it. Right. And it's, that's the thing about morals, ethics and values that it's all like, it's all a personal, you know, like opinion. Mm -hmm. Like it's a consensus. Like six people be like, yo, you rap like that. You ain't real hip hop. We all agree, but that just does that's just not the truth of the matter. Like, you right. know, like, I just want to go on the record and say I don't even consider myself like one of these students of hip hop after speaking to a lot of the people we've had on. I realize how much more you guys know than me. I kind of fell into a wormhole. I liked like five artists and only focused on them. But like I, I didn't want to get serious here, Googie. You're one of the funnest people we've ever fucking had on. So like I, I you know, let, let's have some fun here. Like Dan, Eric, come on, get some questions. So Googie, how 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 did the name come up to get Googie? My mom, you know, straight up like <laughs> when i was born like i got the same name as my dad so mm -hmm. my mom just like to differentiate she just always called me googie and then like over time people <laughs> in my town heard that and so they were like yo good they used to like poke fun at me and i'd be like i hate this name and then <laughs> once, I, like, once i started doing like i was like d nice back in the day like rapping wise but that's like every person with the letter d in his name is d nice that raps yeah. so like had this pivot and I was like, oh, let me just, the name that I've always had. And I knew like, no one would have it. I knew everyone would be like, that's a weird name. And then I knew I'd like perform that way. And then people would be like, this dude was just weird all together. Like, there's <laughs> just that. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. That's it's, about it. But it fits though. It's so memorable because yeah, yeah. somebody watches you and like, I, after seeing you perform, like, I will literally never forget your name. I immediately. Yeah. 
See, after the performance, I go, I want to hear everything this dude has done. Yeah, deep economics. Deep economics had us rolling. We like, I go deep, then a question. Answered by another question. Like, we, we were dying. <laughs> How did you come up with that? Like, yeah, what? So I mean, your, your music is so unique. So it's like, how do you, you just say, I'm going to write a song about things that are deep. And then boom, you just, you know. I had a song. I think one of the first ones I did like that was some, it's called Birds. And yes, it's about birds. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, and it was just like, and it's solid. It was one of my first like performance tracks that like everyone loved and was like, this is sick. Like, um, and so I always knew like, and also like MCs, they'll have like a one song on their album that is just like, this one about this one thing mm -hmm. that's like super clever and so i always wanted to do one of those songs so birds was that i have a few other ones um but then deeponomics was like when i was writing that album i was like i watched this deaf poetry jam and this is like for like i'll tell y'all because this is the first time anyone really knows this like i got this exclusive this dude on deaf poetry jam i forget this this poet's name and he said, like, I'm deep. He's like, I'm so deep that the number seven is really the number six. And I'm so deep. And he did it like, he just kept going. And it was like so many fire things. And, and this was years ago. It was like 10 years ago. And I was just like re-watching it for some. I'm like, yeah, I should do my version of that. So shout out to that dude who like sparked the seed. But awesome. I can't take full responsibility of being like, yeah, I just came up with it, dude. I was just like under, a, you know, like a fucking sycamore tree smoking a J. And I'm just like, I'm so deep. I should write something about like nah. I just Spencer Googie watching it. I could go deeper than this. <laughs> I, I could go deeper. I could go deeper for sure. <laughs> Pretty much what I did. So Googie, I want to ask though, like, when did you get to the point? Because we've all discussed this. Like, you just have so much fun being up there. Like, when did you? T it it kind of. I know Brian. You mentioned like an Andre three thousand type. Like, it just it's fun. Like, when did you get to the point? Like. Enough of, let me just entertain. Right, right. Like, where does no, that come from? No, it's funny because I used to, I used to just be like a just straight up rap and like get up on stage. I stood in the middle of it, like grab the microphone and I just rap my heart out. And with like, I, it, everyone was always like, yo, that was dope. But then I'd see like someone running back and forth who was dope, who was like running back and forth, doing shit with the crowd, rocking out, doing wild shit. And I was like, damn, like that person, regardless of, I, I fucking outspit that person. They're out entertaining me right now. And like, mm. that's was something I couldn't do. So like, not couldn't do, but I just wasn't like, you know, savvy yet. And then, so I would always be nice at performing, but just like doing shit. And then I started with another group and they were like, kind of like, they, they were like punk. So they would just be throwing themselves off stage, body slams, DDTs, like a wrestling match while they're rapping. And I was like, this shit is entertaining. <laughs> so then I started rocking with them. And so I was like, you're not going to DDT me, but I'll, you know, I'll throw an elbow here and there. You know what I mean? I'll do some <laughs> shit. So then it was like, I see what entertainment is and I see what MCing is. And I'm, I know how to bring them both together now. And so it used to be more of like a, you know, like a WWF kind of like fight sequence kind of shit happening. But then I was like, all right, how do I just like do it with my style? Cause I'm not like, that's not my steez. Like, you know, with the team, with the, with the, it was like the karma kids with that. we were like a super punk hip hop vibe. But if I'm doing it solo, like I, I try to match that energy. So I'll run up and down. I'll do like funny shit. I try to do like, like I also worked at, at a comedy club for a long time 
So like, I just would, I'll do like, like I'll write, I always have like one-liners ready to go between songs just to keep shit in general. Just like, I know how good that is like to hold crowds. Like once you do a song and someone's not really necessarily feeling it that much, they're going to go outside, smoke a bogey, smoke a J, like they're going to be like, whatever. But if you got like a little comedy, so you got some shit happening in the middle of it, they're like, oh, I'll at least stay for the comedy set. Like, okay. What's, what's your favorite uh, punchline? I, um, I usually do shout outs and I'll be like, yo, I want to give a shout out. And I'll be like, let me give, you, like, give a shout out to like indoor rock climbing gyms. <laughs> I never made it to one, but I, I feel like I believe in myself and I'll make it. One day I'll make it to those rock, little fruity pebbles on the walls. You never know? <laughs> do comedy. You know, Brian up here is, uh, he does comedy. So like, right. I want to just like go into that a bit. Did you ever do it? Because no, I think I you'd be good at it. No, I, it I, I, because I've worked there for so long, I, I already know like the game plan. Uh, but it was funny. My manager for like was always, like a big fan of my music, and he was a comedian as well. And he was always like, I'd always be like, "Yo, you know what? I want to go up and do a five. Like, you know, I want to go up and do the open mic." He's like, "Nah, bro, there's already too many comedians. You'll be alright. Stick to rap." <laughs> I'm like, because if he was like, "Yo, I think I want to rap," I'd be like, "Nah, bro, just stick to comedy. Like, it is ready." But like, you know, like. As a human, I would always be like, yo, do what you want to do and feel what you want to feel because you might be the next motherfucking, you know, Richard Pryor. Like, it is what it is. So, like, there's a level of it. Um, I've always loved comedy. I've always, I've always tried to throw comedy in my rap shit just to keep it, you know, keep it whimsical and shit. But, um, but yeah, maybe one day I'll do a fucking open mic or a top five somewhere. I, I have an idea. Brian, you open up with a comedy skit during Googie's next show. Right. That's it. <laughs> no, I've done I've done a bunch of variety shows like that. Yeah. Where like, you know, you know, eclectic singer, comedian, hip hop, <clears throat> band, metal band, you know. Yo, I'll tell you what, this is how you know if you're truly funny. Mm. Do a, a comedy show at a restaurant where people are not expecting a comedy yeah. show. Yeah. Exactly it. I got suckered into that one time. They were like, oh, I got a spot for you. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I get, it was on a Friday night. I go out there. I'm like, I walk into the place. And it's a restaurant. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. Right? I'm looking around and I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and check it out. And I see them setting up just a mic in a corner. And I was like, so wait a minute. This like this is the place? Is the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, so how long you want me to do? Oh, like five, eight, seven minutes, whatever. And I was like, wait, do they know that a comedy show has happened? And they're like, nah. <laughs> I'd be so mad if I was eating dinner and I didn't know that there's a comedy show. I would Some guy's you. trying to propose to his girl and it's like, this thing on? <laughs> I would boo you even if I found you funny. That's how mad I'd be. <laughs> It's tough, yo. Like comedy, comedy is bro. At least, like I always. I, that's why I always do my comedy set between uh, my like, like I have like a jazz band as well, and they're called Quarter Water. Quarter Water. And yes. so, like, I'll always do like a cool two minute little set with like comedy set about things. But even if I bomb, I'm like, well, here comes some music, and, it's <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like I'm I'm Superman again. But like, if I just was bombed, like, what was I gonna do? Like, just just gonna eat shit and keep it moving? Like, that shit's gangster, bro. Like, I've been there. Horrible. Yeah. Well, when people are about to bite into a steak, and you ask, "Hey, you know what Oksana Bayul and Tanya Harding have in common?" 
They both beat Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just looking at you like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> it's my first night out in like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking asshole. up here talking about his figure skating career. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt at that show that we had to like the, 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 uh, the fundraiser. There was this elderly couple in the front of the Oh show. yeah. I, was like, I was like, dude, I'm gonna have to like and like once my song came on, the wife like instantly was like <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. Like but and then I saw I used that as like I was like, I need to break them. If I get them, then it's all good. Everyone else is gonna fuck with this, but I need to get them. And then like after two songs, she was like Yeah, she was rocking to it. She was like Yelling at her, I go deep. We sat, we sat behind her, so we we sat the whole time. I was like, "Why are they here?" And then I went to the bathroom like a couple hours later. She had to get thrown in the car. She was so trash, she couldn't stand up. <laughs> she was gone. She, she was raging. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nah, it was Googie, the quarter order. Is is that just a reference on the quarter order? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Where, yep, that's where we're from. That's where we're named after. Yep. Um, you, you guys know what that is. Come on. Quarter orders? The fucking, you go at the 7 Eleven? Oh, yes. The little barrels. You poke a hole in with the yeah. tinfoil up top. 7,000 grams of sugar and just small thing. Straight sugar and water and food coloring. Googie, I just want to touch on any other influences other than hip hop. Like I know you have a lot of right, Eric asked the question, sorry. Well no, I was gonna I was gonna ask literally same exact question. No, because uh, you said Buster Rhymes and whatnot. Is there any you're you said I think someone mentioned like jazz, Scott mentioned jazz. Is there any other genres that you that you kind of vibe with with your music as well? I always I mean freestyle shit like nineties, like Stevie B, I wanna be the one, like that kind of like because my brother was like a like a b-boy so like breakdancing mm -hmm. like 90s freestyle and breakdancing and like one and the same so so i listen to a lot of that and i still do to this day um i listen to a lot of like my dad was a big doo-wop guy mm -hmm. so he's like can oh, i just ask you i'm sorry to cut you off yeah. doo-wop right I, I, now, I, I will die on this hill, and I've died yeah. before. The four, <laughs> the four, four tops. Like the third four, time. Four tops. Four tops are better than the Temptations. It's just a fact. A fact? That is a crazy statement. Oh, it's true, Googie. And then I will take the Supremes over both of them. Look, look, my girl is better than any song. I no, I disagree. Uh, baby, I okay, you go through your catalog, Googie. Baby, I Need Your Lovin' is That's the four tops. Sugar Pie Honey Punch is the four tops, right? right? And then we got to, oh, man, I'm, I'm losing it. But like, I normally have enough to defend the four tops. Right. So, Bernadette is the four tops? Uh, I'm not sure, but it's it's. I would say it's arguable. Arguable. Thank you. Okay. Arguable. It's arguable. Okay. All uh, argument. All art is subjective. Right. So if we if we lead with that, then yes, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, go on with you. In your opinion, you're right. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's like I'm trying to think how you can correlate that to hip hop. Um. No, uh, go on with it, your doo-wop thing. Your dad was in a doo-wop. What, what about your mom? Yeah, she was more like, you know, she's like, I'm Puerto Rican, Cuban, and black. My dad was black. My mom's Puerto Rican and Cuban. 
So she was into like a lot of salsa, mm. a lot of like, you know, merengue, bachata. And like, she's like, she loves like, um, like plays. So like, I'll just, she'll just have like fucking in the Heights or like fucking Hamilton playing in like the <laughs> background while yeah. she's cleaning shit. And she loves all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So it really was my brother who was just like, this is what I listen to. This is what you're going to listen to. Nice. And, like, yeah. and then I made my own kind of shit here and there. Like, I didn't listen to rock music in general. Like, besides, like, my, my dad would play shit here and there, people around the radio. But I didn't listen to rock music until, like, I was a senior in high school. And I listened to, like, Block Party, which is a group from um, England. They're awesome. Yeah, they're nasty. Like, I'm... I like, they're my favorite band and they're the reason why I listen to other genres of music. Mm. So they like hold a, like a near place in my heart, but like they just did dope shit. And my homegirl was just like, listen to the drums. Cause I was like, turn this rock shit off. I ain't trying to hear this shit. She's <laughs> like, yo, she's like, listen to the drums. And I like the Black Party's original drummer is like phenomenal. So, and it reminded me of hip hop. So I was like, yo, let me find other cats that were like that. So that's when, like, you know, rock music started getting to, then I started getting the Beatles and the whole, you know, go backwards in go time. Go back, yeah. I have to say, out. I love when Dan's on this show, right? Because yeah. Dan really is new to hip hop. Mm-hmm. And we always find a connection and correlation between the people he has, we have on. Right. So, like, it kind of like, it, it expands your mind, Dan, right? Yeah, 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 Did yeah, you yeah. ever yeah. think he'd be into the same rock band from England that you would be? No, uh, no. They're like, I listen to them all the time. <laughs> I saw them. I saw them at in Central Park last year, and it was like the first like I got first time I got to see them, and it was just like levels. Like I was like you know back in high school again. I was like, bro, this is so fucking fire! Like I'm so happy, you know what I mean? It's very similar to you. It's just like a very high energy, like very like yeah. The writing was phenomenal. Yeah. Like writing is beyond shit. Like super high energy. They use like they use drum machines. You know, they're not just like solely just drum. Like they use machines for shit. So it's like hip hop is definitely influenced in there. So it's like, mm-hmm. it was a, it was an easier transition than like, if I was going to listen to like the strokes, you know what I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. so I'm like I'd be like, this is definitively that. And hip hop is this. It's like, this is kind of hip hop too. No. Hmm. Nothing, would have, nothing would have made me happier than if Googie said last year I saw him live and I knocked a white kid out and, <laughs> into me and it was Dan who had a black eye like, <laughs> it would have been the best he was wearing a suit I don't know why he was wearing a suit but that's why I punched him <laughs> um, I wanted to I, I was showing one of my uh, friends uh, some of your music and whatnot, and we were listening to Refresh and he actually asked if you were Hispanic, because you said your Spanish was very well, are you are you fluent? Yeah, I I understand it like fluently, but I always like I always had a problem just because like I didn't like speaking in the household. Yeah. But I lived also in a very densely populated Hispanic area. Okay. So naturally, like I'm just gonna say things like in my uh, my accent is good. Mm-hmm. but I just don't know it as much as like someone who's like fluent, you know, I can't okay. speak it like that. Like, but, yeah. but I know how to say words. So that's why like, if I say things, you'll be like, this dude's definitely Hispanic. Like, yeah. 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 Know? Cause he's like, dude, that, cause he speaks Spanish. He's Peruvian. Right. He's like, that, he's, he, this, that's very good. Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. aguacate and like, yeah. like that's how a Colombian would say, it, you know? Like, yeah. I wish I could repeat it, but that's, that's <laughs> far as I want to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Good, yeah, I'll pass it along one last time before you get to the stuff you have coming out. Um, if anyone's got any last questions, go for it. Just, just what's next? Like, what's yeah, your what's next? What's like? The out? pandemic has kind of thrown everybody. You know, who's entertaining is kind of, kind of screwed everybody up. Actually, what's your plan? I was actually on tour when the pandemic hit. Like when they shut it, when they're shutting everything down. Like okay. that March, it was like Wednesday. No, it was like yeah, Wednesday is when shit was like, yo, it's going to Sunday, everything shut down. Like, mm -hmm. Wednesday, I was in Detroit, like, and I had, like, five more shows to go, and I, like, missed my flight to Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. I got shit-faced in Detroit, and I was like, <laughs> like, I just blew it. And then I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm going back home, and which was good, because then everything was, like, kind of crazy. So, like, that was a thing. Like, I was touring consistently prior to COVID. Now, it gives me time to just, one, just think about, like, all of just like albums and stuff. And I also started school a year before. So I've been just like heavy studying history. Um, so it's been like, like a blessing as far as like just me being stuck at home. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just do a bunch of papers and just be chilling. Um, music wise, I feel like the quarter water, like the jazz band that we're doing a lot of things right now. We've done a couple shows. Um, but as far as me doing solo stuff, I've, I haven't like, I haven't been thinking about it too much. I've been really just thinking about school. Quarter water is like, is my music time. And once school's over, like this semester, I'll probably drop another album by the end of the year, hopefully, if not the beginning. Um, but I'm just focusing on that right now. I'm just trying to get like, I've thought about rap for like 20 years of my life. Like, it's time to put some big boy pants on and think yeah. about buying a house or some shit. Like, what do you, what do you plan on doing with your degree? I want to be a professor because then I have the leniency to tour summer, winter break. Oh, yeah. Break. Actually, genius. And then, yeah. like, there's actually, there's like, I forgot what, what I think, I want to say it's Metallica, but like the drummer Metallica or one of the like real prominent rock bands of time was, was, a, was a, like a, a history professor and would, they would build the tour around his school schedule. And wow, so I was wow. like, that's fucking sick. I can still get fucking, you know, a salary and still tour and just wild out. And now I have all the money to do whatever I want. Like, yeah. dude, that's, Boy, that's would, If I'm Metallica, would I drop that drummer so fucking? If it's genius, you know? We're shipping this guy out. Bring the fucking next guy in. Throw him in the bathroom. Bring yeah. the next guy in. <laughs> <laughs> Googie, we have a final we have a final segment we do which we have a lot of fun with um yeah. it's called gun to your head okay and mm -hmm. what we do is we each ask two questions and it's got some wordplay involved it's not your typical mm -hmm. simpsons family guy which you probably would choose simpsons but right. like it's not yankees mets it's some wordplay since we started as a hip-hop podcast so we each uh -huh. ask two questions you have to answer them but pick a winner at the end with your favorite question you ready for this all right and it's Eric's your number one fan. I'm going to say that he goes first. All right. Okay. Would you rather work at Moe's and have to yell, welcome to Moe's when people walk in, or sell Hess trucks and have to say, they're back and they're better than ever? <laughs> welcome to Moe's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you rather only eat pasta rigatoni or, drive around, or you can only get around by driving a rig with a guy named Tony? <laughs> <laughs> I feel, oh man! I feel like 
I um, pasta rigatoni because I can do things with pasta rigatoni. If that dude Tony's an asshole, my life is miserable. Straight up. I'll go next here. All right. Damn, that's tough. Eric, good job. Those are good. Okay, would you rather have a job building rocket ships or shipping rockets? Shipping rockets or building rocket ships. I feel like sh shipping rocket ships. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> building is like a lot of schooling. The shipping of them, you just got to find like the right rocket. Like, you know, you, you your dad's like the owner of this one warehouse and, you know, you're just right. chilling and like, Smoking jays. You're not smoking jays if you're building rocket ships. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I would not want my guy shipping rockets to be high either, but whatever. <laughs> oh, no. You wouldn't know. If the rocket ship doesn't work, that dude was high. <laughs> <laughs> Killed everything. <laughs> All right, last one. This is a three-parter here. Would you rather for a year eat candy corn, eat can of corn or refer to everything easy as hey that's a can of corn 100 percent can of corn i already do that <laughs> naturally like my dad always said that shit so we'll just run with the can of corn <laughs> okay sounds good brian you're up all right <clears throat> would you rather be a con artist or a pro tester i'm an artist <laughs> all right would you i'm a con artist would you rather never eat Reese's peanut butter cups again or eat a cup of peanut butter with a guy named Reese every day? <laughs> Tony and Reese. <laughs> you guys, man. You, you can drive around with Tony in the rig <laughs> and peanut butter. you with a cup of peanut butter. <laughs> Building rockets. Building, Building rockets. rockets. <laughs> I'm going to go with the second. I'm going to go with, with the spoon of peanut butter. you're <laughs> <laughs> up. All right. Only be able to watch Boogie Nights for the rest of your life or always have boogies in your nose for the rest of your life. <laughs> I, I'm always going to have boogies in my nose, so I'm going to do that. Because if I watch <laughs> another three times. Dan, I think you could have went a different route with yeah, that. There's so much you could have done with that. There's so was... much you could have done. <laughs> that one could have been so good, man. Yeah. Gone. But All right. Dan fashion. <laughs> um, be bit by Pitbull at his concert or be bit by a Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You could sue Pitbull if he bit you. Yeah, I'm exactly. I might just, yeah, I'm definitely Pitbull at the concert. Yeah. All right, Googie, what was your favorite question? No pressure. The two, the two with the names. Uh, you got to pick one, Reese or Tony. So can I just hear the two with the names again? Wow, we've never had this before. We've never had a repeat. Okay, okay. Would you rather only eat pasta rigatoni? Or you only get around by driving a rig with a guy named Tony. Or, or would you rather never eat Reese's peanut butter cups again or eat a cup of peanut butter with a guy named Reese every day? <laughs> you gotta go my boy Reese. Damn it. Oh, I'm shutting down my, shutting down my fan club. We actually knew we've been talking about the gun to your head segment with you and we thought it would be phenomenal and it lived up to its expectations. Awesome. Yeah. 
I'm very happy about that. Googie, thanks for coming on, man. This was fucking fun. It, it literally lived up to everything we thought it would be. You're a cool dude. Um, I hope we keep in touch. I would love to have you on to just bullshit sometime. Yeah, dude, I'm down. Cool. We ain't doing shit. I, I could talk shit forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So once again, thanks a lot, man. Thank you, brother.